stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, so as mentioned, we're going to think HQ Metro News poll out today that shows most Calgarians would like to see a new arena built. Uh, but the nuts and bolts in all of this is where you find a lot of division. What's it going to cost? Who's going to pay for it? Where's the money going to come from? And the idea of giving land for the project, that sort of thing, taxpayers don't seem to mind. Taxpayers also seem to think that if the city is going to put up money for an arena, the city should get something back, should maybe get a share of the revenue generated by that building. So this can get pretty divisive, as we've seen, obviously, in the last few weeks in the back and forth between the city and the flames. And a lot of people taking sides here. Now, certainly, I think at this point, it would be worthwhile for candidates to come forward and put their own ideas on the table, their own thoughts on the two offers that we've seen, the one from the the city, the one from the Flames, or to to bring other ideas to the table. I mentioned yesterday, it seemed odd to me that mayoral candidate Bill Smith was talking about how he'd be able to get a deal done without really talking about what kind of deal he favors or what he'd like to see or what he makes of the city's offer, what he makes of the Flames' offer. Uh, Another mayoral candidate, Andre Chabot, has floated the idea of finding ways to get an arena built with private dollars. Is that doable? Joining us on the line uh, is the aforementioned uh, Andre Chabot, uh, one of the candidates running for mayor. Andre, thanks for joining us here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Longtime city councilor as well. So um, your thoughts, first of all, just on on what the city has put forward, whether you think that's that's fair and reasonable, what you've made of this whole debate so far. Um, well, of course, I was party to those discussions, so I, I felt that the offer that the city put forward was certainly a, a reasonable interim offer. I didn't uh, necessarily think that that was uh, going to be the final final make proposal, but it's like buying or selling a car. You put forward your, your recommendation, and you wait to hear back uh, as far as what the other party thinks. And as far as I was concerned, uh, we're still in negotiations, but, you know, you know the story. Right. Well, maybe we're not in negotiations, or at least the, the Flames say we're not. What, what do you make of what, what they put forward? Um, well, I mean, uh, the original offer I, I thought was just untenable, and the uh, the offer that we put forward they felt was untenable. And right. uh, so um, the, um, the next question is, if they're no longer at the table, what other options are there? And that's why I floated the idea of, listen, if, if they no longer want to participate in discussions around building a new arena, which I think is a critical thing for our entertainment district, uh, then let's look at creative ways of actually making that happen, uh, even if we have to do it uh, with Calgarians. Well, why is it crucial then? And why, from the city's perspective, do we need a new arena? Well, if you're, if you're trying to create an entirely new um entertainment district, you, you have to look at all of the pieces that will make that happen. And obviously, a new uh, center like that that can actually host some of the larger bands uh, in our city, as well as a number of other large events that we may not be receiving just because we our facility isn't structurally uh, designed to accommodate um, all of the equipment that some of these larger events require. Um, and then hotels and and a, uh, a class A uh, convention center. I mean, there's a lot of pieces that would make that kind of a, um, a district viable. Um, but I think the arena is certainly a critical piece of that. Well, if it's critical from the city's perspective, then 
doesn't that mean the city should pay for some of it? And, and again, and this ties back to what other members of the council have said in that uh, if the city's investing a ton of money in something, then we have to look at a cost recovery mechanism or some public benefit. And as was currently envisioned, it would obviously be single-purpose type venue uh, with only one tenant that would have full control over it. And I don't think that's necessarily in a city's best interest if if we're going to put public funds unless we get cost recovery. So what's the alternative is is to uh, is to look at some other ways of funding it. All right. And what might those other ways be? And, and in particular, then, if we're going to find private funding, how would we go about that? So, um, again, I don't have all the answers. I mean, there's a lot of uh, really intelligent financial individuals in the city um, and, and some well-to-do individuals that have a lot of, of money that they could invest into something like this. And when I say uh, P3, I'm talking about a pri- private-public partnership, which could include even financial institutions or or pension funds, or like I said, I didn't actually want to go into the details because I want to create a committee specifically to look at alternative uh, financing options and what other venues we might need in the city. And so not limiting it just to an arena, but also to uh, uh, look at possibly other venues, like maybe a new football stadium slash soccer stadium. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly the stadium's part of this conversation, or should be. But, I mean, where, where's yeah. where's the money coming from for these projects? Well, like I said, private sector, the city's uh, involvement would certainly be a barring bylaw. And then we could look at a ticket tax or, or some other source of revenue for us to recapture our principal and interest. So, again, no taxpayer dollars. Barring bylaw doesn't impact residents if it's a self-supported debt. Self-supported by virtue of revenue created through the venues. So a ticket tax, you believe, I mean, that's where we see some disagreement right now. Obviously, the Flames believe that a ticket tax is money out of their pocket. You don't see it that way. Oh, I, I don't disagree. It's money out of their pocket if it's if it's their venue or their 100% uh, uh, exclusive rights to the venue. But if it's being paid for by Calgarians so in, and the private sector and the city's throwing in some money to make it, to get it built then there has to be some mechanism for cost recovery. So if we borrow money to, to to build this facility, then somehow we have to be able to pay back that principal and interest on that loan. And so if you're looking at a ticket tax uh, for whatever event it happens to be, just like you pay an airport improvement fee, that money goes directly to paying down that, that debt. Mm-hmm. So any private investors that want to put money up to, to getting a new arena built, it would be reasonable for them to expect uh, some they're, payback on that, right? Some return on their that, investment. Their proportional share. Their yeah. proportionate share. Absolutely. Does that mean we're, we're squeezing the flames out, or does that mean if the flames don't want to be a part of it, the city has to move on some way? Uh, I'm, I'm saying I think they would be a great anchor tenant. <laughs> well, yeah, they would be an obvious anchor tenant, wouldn't they? Uh, I, I don't think a stadium's going to fit, though, in uh, in an entertainment district. Where, where do you envision a, a new stadium? Um, so, we, as you probably know, the um, we were looking at a field house up by the university. Right. And so maybe we could look at the McMahon Stadium, working with the university in the province, because it's obviously provincial lands, <clears throat> on, on either taking down that old stadium, swapping lands with the city of Calgary, and maybe building a combined unit 
Like a stadium slash field house? Yeah, up by the university. Yeah. Isn't, the university wants a, v- a venue in close proximity. What better place than there? Yeah, I mean, do they? It's it's hard to get a read on what the university wants. Do they they still want uh, a 30,000-seat stadium that, that their sports teams would use in, in partnership with the Stampeders? What, what, what are they looking for? Do you know? Um, well, they're looking for practice facilities. Uh, they're also looking for a field house for, for not just uh, football athletes, but soccer and track and field. So... I think, I think up in that that area would be beneficial to the city and obviously to the university. So the province. So when I say we could look at private sector, I'm I'm not just talking about private sector, a public-private partnership which could include other orders of government like the provincial government to help to finance these things. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the same company owns the, the Flames, it owns the Stampeders, but do you get a sense that even if they don't want to talk about an arena, maybe they're still willing to talk about a stadium? <laughs> Honestly, I, at this point, I'm just trying to throw out ideas on options because yeah. it seems like the options have been closed and the Flames are not interested in talking about a new re- arena facility. They say the offer that was put on the table, that, that was their last effort to... Right reach some sort of consensus with the city and so they're done and so i get that i get it they're done i'm not well and and yeah and certainly that makes sense right i mean the city needs to look at at other potential avenues if things are really at a dead end i guess we'll we'll get a better sense going forward maybe after the election whether things are really at a dead end let me ask you about the election, because there were some interesting comments I, I read from you that if we see this as a, a three-way race, is it is it the incumbent versus two strong challengers? Does one need to get out of the way from, from the other? Have Bill Smith's people tried to uh, encourage you or pressure you to drop out of this race? Uh, yeah, they're trying, but um, I ran on principle. Uh, the same reason I ran for councillor is the reason I'm running for mayor, because I believe I can do a better job than the current mayor and previously than the current alderman. Um, so if if I'm running on principle, it would be unprincipled for me to drop out for a lesser candidate. And that's how you see it. Well, I mean, what does Bill know about municipal politics? He just decided, he woke up one day and decided he would want to run for mayor. He should have at least been involved in city council or, or some municipal connection that gave him some background and experience on what the job entails. So you're not you're not going anywhere. You're in this uh, till election day. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Like I said, for me, I, I'm trying to let Calgarians know that I am the guy who has the knowledge and experience to take the ball and run with it. Any other candidate's going to spend the first couple of years just learning the job, and the next two trying to get reelected. Well, the website is Chabot4Calgary.com. That's the number four. Andre Chabot, thank you for joining us here today. I appreciate this. My, my pleasure. Thank Take you. Take care. Uh, that is Andre Chabot. He is uh, running for mayor. He's been on city council, obviously, as he says. Got that experience. He believes uh, sets him apart from others who are running for mayor. Uh, the Bill Smith's people have approached him and asked him to make way for their guy. But he says, why should I? Uh, no plans to. So he's staying in the race. At a text just a couple of minutes ago, says uh, if he doesn't get out of the race, we're stuck with Nenshi again.
403-974-8255. I mean, your thoughts on the race, and particularly your thoughts on where things stand in the arena situation, and Andre Chabot's idea that uh, the city start looking at other avenues to maybe getting an arena built if the Flames don't want to come back to the table. So I, I, I admire the approach in saying, you know, let's think outside the box, and are there other ways to getting an arena built? Uh, I do think it's a little disappointing from Bill Smith, whatever else he might bring uh, to the table as strengths as a candidate, that he's not really willing to, to get into any kind of detail on this particular issue. I, I, he seems as though maybe he's more amenable to, to the Flames position, but I, I don't know for sure. Anyway, 403-974-8255 is a number 974 talk. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.